Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Agitated Wednesday. Yeah. I've been noticing a pattern on Wednesdays. By the time I get home at lunchtime, super agitated. You are? Yeah. Something about Wednesdays. You're just like your full week tired, but only halfway through it. Yeah, but I think I kind of, I might have figured out what it is. So on Wednesdays, our program director... Oh, he brings us Starbucks on Wednesday mornings. So usually I'm done with coffee about eight o'clock in the morning, but he brings me a third coffee and uh, I drink that one about 830 between 830 and quarter after nine on Wednesday mornings. I'll pound that one down. And then by lunchtime, I just feel like punching walls. Is it the coffee? Is that what it is? That makes sense to me. I have a real short fuse on Wednesdays. Makes sense to me. Hmm. I wouldn't know. I don't drink coffee. I'm, I get high on life. Yeah. Do you ever? And he brings me a muffin instead. I know. It's like, <laughs> so, which I already ate. But do you feel good about that? Like eating yeah. a, and it's a blueberry muffin. Oh yeah. So every it's healthy. Single week. Well, yeah. The, I eat, that's what I eat it for. The, uh, the Why don't they just call it what it is? Breakfast cake. That's pretty much what it is. It's a piece of cake that you eat for breakfast, and because it's breakfast cake, you don't feel bad about it because it's got a different name. I've come to appreciate some of those offerings that mm-hmm. that particular establishment has. My best girl drinks coffee, so we'll go through the drive through and I'll get you know, a slice of lemon loaf from time to the time. The lemon loaf with the poppy seed on top? Fantastic. Oh, it doesn't have poppy seed. It has like an icing. Yeah, but is it, doesn't it have poppy seed on it too? I don't think so. Huh. Maybe something else does. Yeah. yeah, the lemon loaf. Oh, my God. It's delightful. Ban- I could go for that right now. Banana loaf. Oh, my God. We never told the story on the show today, but should we talk about the bare naked ladies thing? Oh, yeah. I think we've talked about it before. In the podcast, have we? But, uh, yeah, because we're talking about just secondhand discomfort. Yeah. And that's kind of been the theme of the day. So, but a, a lot of this secondhand discomfort, it's just sort of tales of cringe. Like we just had one come in a few minutes ago and it was uh, when you hear somebody being called the wrong name, <laughs> but nobody does anything about it to correct it. Oh, well, that's a good one. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Cause we had, uh, you know, one that came up was when a, a comedian turns on a crowd or when a musician turns on a crowd. Yeah. And it just gets real uncomfortable. And then I keep suppressing it. And then you reminded that. The the Bare Naked Ladies one. Stephen Page. Stephen, yeah. A Bare Naked Ladies. We were in a room where that happened. And it was a small room, a very intimate room. Well, there was probably, you know where, well, let's say where we were in Toronto. Yeah. We were at head office. <laughs> They had brought all the morning shows from across the country. 
to Toronto, and we used to do this every single year, and then the pandemic came along. So it's probably, what, 100 people in this room? Maybe? 150, probably. Like somewhere in that name. So it's, you know, it's, it's a big room, but not that big. Yeah, like and, a conference-type room where you'd go, you know, it's the end of the day, and now all of a sudden they're serving drinks yeah, and at one end. very loud in there. Oh, my God, a room full of radio people. It was oh. really loud. So you and I, as it turns out, remember when we did, didn't we do that personality test thing there one year? Yes. And out of 150 people, we were deter- we were the only two introverts in the entire room. <laughs> and the fact that we, like, we work on a show together, the fact that the two of us are the only two in this entire chain that are classified as introverts. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, we had to do that actual psychological test for it. So that, I think. And they showed everyone's results on a screen, like a graph. Yeah, and everybody was way over here, like all the Hawaiian shirt guys who talk like this all the time. Do Don Cherry impressions. Yeah, they all have a Don Cherry impression. They are on one side of the room, and Bryce and I are just standing with our heads down, staring at the floor on the other side. But that night, they had brought in entertainment to play for us. At the... Uh, the little mixer that we were at, having. At the schmooze that night. And one of the people was Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies. And he was there with his acoustic guitar. In his defense, though, it's like he probably had this gig booked at... Like, he's Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies, formerly of. Yeah, he's playing beneath him. He, he was at that point, yeah. So... For he probably thought he was going to have a captive audience. He wasn't going to be walking into a mixer where they were serving free booze and everybody was probably four or five cocktails deep. And you and I were the only two people in that entire room standing there paying attention to Stephen Page (laughs) because we didn't want him to turn on the room. And unfortunately, he did. He turned on the room. <sighs> oh, boy. Yeah. And holy crap, it got so uncomfortable. Real. F- did he even continue playing or did he walk out? I can't remember. I feel. I want to say he played another song and it was just unpleasant. Yeah, I'd packed his guitar and stormed out. But the whole oh, time, man. like, I couldn't have been more attentive. <laughs> it's like, notice me, Stephen Page. I'm paying attention. I'm here for you. I'm listening. Oh, man. Yeah, I just oh. remember. I was like, that the guy from Bare Naked Ladies screaming at everybody? Uh-huh. It sure was. Yeah. God, that was unpleasant. But again, that's, I don't think that was his fault. He was told one thing, the room delivered another thing. Yeah. Yeah, people were definitely not paying attention. I can no. see why him standing there with just a guitar singing would be annoyed by that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's our secondhand discomfort. Oh. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. Wow! You know where you're, you're never going to be embarrassed to be seen? Where? Lube City. Oh my God, you're right. That's where you want to be seen. That's where you want to go. There's no judgment. There's no embarrassment with going to Lube City. You could show up at Lube City in your pajama pants and one flip-flop, and they probably wouldn't say anything about it. No, they would play a real cool. Yeah, like, ah, we see this every single day. Pajama pants and one flip-flop, yeah. They probably experience a lot of discomfort and uh, weird moments, and they just play it cool over there. Yeah, so if you want to go for an oil change somewhere where they're going to totally play it cool, visit Lube City, and if you're wondering, where can I find one? Where can I find this oasis of non-judgment? Uh, They've got 27 Alberta locations. Find the one nearest you at lubecity.ca. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Uh, You ready for some more discomfort? 
I actually really like these. There have been some really good huh. ones. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about the that one guy though. Oh, baby talk. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly, just two guys watching the world go by. We're just sitting around back. There was a conversation we started on the radio yesterday morning, and then we just got completely derailed. But we were talking about when you see people like riding a bike and they've got their dog running beside them on a leash or maybe not even on a leash and how it just it just looks like a disaster waiting to happen. Like that dog sees a squirrel, boom, he's gone. Yeah. Or he decides to pull a hard left and run right into your your spokes. It's yeah, going to be a disaster. All of a sudden it's bathroom time for that dog and whoop, you're going over the handlebars. Oh, yeah, they don't just gradually slow down. It's like, I think I'm done running now. Boop. It's, and then we just started talking a moment ago about things that cause you secondhand discomfort. Like, there's been lots of discussion of secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. But secondhand discomfort, that just makes me uncomfortable for some reason when I see a dog running beside a bike. Yeah, and I'm sure the dog loves it. The secondhand anxiety. Maybe that's what it is. Secondhand. You know what's another one for me? And I don't know what this is, is when I see people wearing bare feet in shoes. Like, don't you want to layer a sock between the shoe and your foot? Too yeah. long sockless inside of a shoe is a good way to stink everything up. But also, isn't it uncomfortable? I don't get that one. I never found it uncomfortable. It's more of the sweating thing where you're yeah. like, yeah. That's, that's how you get stinky feet real quick. That's my secondhand discomfort. No socks in a shoe. You know what's another one? <laughs> Let's just keep going. It's another clothing-related one for me. When you see somebody who's wearing a shirt that's too short and it keeps riding up on them and they keep pulling it back down again, and I don't mean the shirt's designed to fit short. It maybe just doesn't fit properly. That I can feel that on my body. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> secondhand discomfort. I always get secondhand discomfort when I see people um, online when they start complaining like on Facebook or Twitter about a business, you know, they just oh, had they a, a bad public, experience yeah. and they just take their fight public and try and suck everyone else in. You see it a lot with airlines right now. Like, Dear WestJet, Dear Air Canada. Thank you very much for ruining my life. You lost my luck. Like they're the first person to ever have their luggage lost. I will lost. never fly WestJet again. Okay, well, so you're going to fly the other option, right? You got two choices in this country. Pretty much. And yeah, for some reason, whenever I see people do that, I'm like, ah. Oh, Keep that on the inside. Take Keep your fights private. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about secondhand discomfort. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody just said, and I agree with this one, when people send back food at restaurants, I feel sorry for servers, David. And look, there are times when you have to send something back. But I think maybe what it is, it's the way people or some people do it. Like, there's no subtlety, there's no discretion. They have to let the entire restaurant know they found a hair in their burger. Or they treat it like the kitchen is personally attacking them with the cilantro that they didn't want. Somebody else says, secondhand discomfort. Seeing someone at the gym doing deadlifts or squats wrong. <laughs> but are you the person that goes over there and uh, corrects them? Some people might like that. I don't know if most people would appreciate tips at the gym from a stranger. I don't know how that works. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Talking about secondhand discomfort. Mm -hmm. Not embarrassment. 
No, no, because people are like, well, what's the difference between secondhand embarrassment and secondhand discomfort? I couldn't really think of what the difference is. And then Ethan chimed in and said, secondhand discomfort is like when you're over at your friend's house when you're a kid and your friend is getting yelled at by their parents. Yes. <laughs> and you just feel like incredibly uncomfortable. For some reason, you feel like you're in trouble. It's the same. I guess the adult version of that is when you're, I don't know, with another couple or something. Maybe you're out for, and they start fighting and you're like, <laughs> yeah, someone texted that one in couples yep. arguing in public. Oh, really? <laughs> Especially when you're supposed to be hanging out with them. Yeah, that gets a little weird. Uh, good morning, guys. My secondhand discomfort watching someone stumble over their words while public speaking. Yep. <sighs> yeah, someone said like when you're watching a theater performance and they mess up the line. Oh, yeah, that was uh, Kayla. Yeah, watching people mess up on stage in a theater production is the worst secondhand discomfort there is. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Listen to this one. Secondhand discomfort. I work with a guy who talks like a baby 99% of the time. And it's when he walks, he takes baby steps while flapping his arms like a penguin. It's mostly the baby talk, though, that gets to me. Oof. <laughs> and I wrote back and I said, why does he baby talk? And they said, I have no idea. My amateur psychologist thoughts are he wants to come off as non-threatening or cute. Not sure, but it's almost exclusively Ooh. how he talks. He's in oh. his 30s, too. <laughs> I've heard him talk in his regular voice twice. It was refreshing. Adult baby talk. What is that? Is one of the worst things ever. And the fact that it's happening in an office environment for no apparent reason. Oh. Hey, can you hand me the TPS report? Hey, do you have any staples? Oh, well, that was annoying just doing that. You have that right. Ooh. Oh, that's so unpleasant. I feel for you. That is would there... be, you should be able to just quit your job without punishment for that. Is there somebody out there with a big, big psychology or psychiatry brain? Can you explain in a couple of sentences on the text machine, 10029, what makes a person talk baby talk 99% of their time? Especially at work. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, this one, too. I see a theme here. Steve Carell in the office. People, we've had that text several times. People not big fans of Michael Scott in the office. He was very good at creating those uncomfortable situations. <laughs> Real good. There's one episode that I know people talk about all the time from the office. Yeah, I know the which one, one. Scott's tots or whatever. When he yep. has to, he promised he, kids college tuition. And then all of a sudden in grade 12, he has to show up to their school and let them know that. Uh, There's no college tuition. It, that money ain't happening. That yeah. episode is so uncomfortable. Yeah, that just thinking about it now it makes my hands sweat a bit. Scott's tots. Oh. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. And somebody had texted and said they work with a guy who talks like a baby 99% of the time at work. And I'm curious to find out, you know, what would make somebody do that? And I said, any big brains out there? who can explain maybe you're a psychologist maybe you're a psychiatrist you can explain what's going on and we actually heard from several of them this one registered psychologist here regarding the baby talk the first three possibilities that come to mind one attention seeking that's been reinforced 
even if just via negative attention. Number two, significant childhood trauma that's impeded emotional, social development. Three, organic brain issue that's impeded emotional, social development. So thank you very much to that. It's way better than what the other, where to go, the other psychologist or one of the other ones that texted and said, um, psychologist here, he does it because he's an a-hole. That was their uh, prognosis. <laughs> anyway, uh, how about you? What causes you secondhand discomfort? Here's another one for the office. Like several people have said Steve Carell in the office, they just couldn't do it. It just made them so uncomfortable. This one, my secondhand discomfort, is every single episode of the British version of The Office. Ricky Gervais was just way too over the top. I watched it, but cringed through 90% of it. Another one here, too. This kind of goes hand in hand with botched anthems at sporting events. I've thought about this one, too. Secondhand discomfort. Waiting for the trumpet player to mess up a note at a Remembrance Day ceremony. It happens every time. So the discomfort begins early. Have a gooder. Andy in Toronto. Thank you, Andy. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I think you and I both had the exact same reaction when we read that text. The... Uh, I was working with a guy who got fired and I had to drive him back to his vehicle 30 minutes away oh. while he begged me to talk to the oh. boss to try and get his job back. He did not get it back. 30 of the longest, most cringy minutes of your life. I hope that you got a half day in lieu for your service to the company because that must have been brutal. Like, yeah. Why would you have to drive him back to his car? Someone who just got canned? Ugh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you know that's all they wanted to talk about? What if they're crying? Oh, oh. good night. I'd probably just steer right head on into a semi. <laughs> May as well find the nearest river and drive into it. Um. Oh, did you see this one? I also work with that baby talk guy. Oh, so we got a text from, I don't know who the person is, but they say they work with a guy who talks baby talk in the office 99% of the time. 90, almost all the time he's doing the beep talk. Ugh. This person, oh. I also work with that baby talk guy. Sometimes our boss has to get him to repeat himself in meetings because he lays it on so thick that no one can understand what he is saying. Personally, I think he does it because he thinks girls think it's cute and he doesn't want to break character and he wants to get in that extra practice during work hours. Oh my God. Do you think that this guy's going to find out that we're talking about him? Because I, that causes me a great deal of secondhand discomfort. You know what? I kind of hope he does because maybe this is the way he has to find out. Maybe this is a teachable moment. This is a teachable moment for everyone. Yeah. Uh, the baby oh. top thing in general is awful at work would be a nightmare uh, you can't fire someone for that can you like you, that's not probable cause to fire someone no that's an HR conversation though oh it should be and you should be able to fire someone for that to the people that work in HR like they're the ones who would have to deal with this the stuff they have to deal with oh my god would you okay here's a hypothetical for you Bryce Kelly you just got a new position you're the head of HR would you rather talk to somebody about their B.O. Oh. or their baby talk? I'd probably rather talk about the baby talk. 
the BO thing, it's just, it's so like... Pers- it's intimate. Yeah, it's way too intimate. Yeah. Way too intimate. The baby talk well, thing, you can be like, hey, we're getting some, uh, I don't know... You could deflect it a bit. Well, you could be like, uh, people are having uh, trouble understanding you in meetings. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then the BO thing, there's no getting around just saying like, hey, your armpits stink. <laughs> you need deodorant, son. Have you ever thrown out the first pitch at a baseball game? I have once. How'd you do? High and outside. Really? Yeah. Huh. I was worried about hitting the dirt. It's a lot further than you think it's going to be. It's a lot further. Because yeah. I had to do it once. Not had to. They asked me to do it. Uh, I threw out a first pitch. I just, I brought the heat, Bryce. It was a little high, but it was straight down the middle. But this, there's been several people who have been talking about how they actually enjoy watching botched first pitches on YouTube. I can't watch that. I don't know what that is. But this person, I threw the first pitch at a prospects game about a decade ago. It was a food bank drive, and it was so bad. I was mortified. The only plus... I sold a ton of 50-50 tickets for the food bank because people felt so bad for me. Ooh, that must have been a real bad throw if you're getting pity tickets. <laughs> but <laughs> is it ingenious? Like, maybe. if you want to raise some money, maybe you just fire one right into the dirt. You know what? Sorry, Charity. Yeah. My pride is too important. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do it. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Sorry, I'm distracted. There's somebody sitting on hold, and this whole story blows my mind right out the back of my head. Because, Bryce, there's somebody on hold. We know this person. We've met this person before many, many, many times. They're the one who sent in the text the other day. The one, when we were talking about your criminal past on the show, they sent this one in. Since back in the middle to late 80s, I was in a band that was doing a circuit between Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver, and some towns in between. I would sometimes be asked to meet up with a guy in Vancouver and pick up some Coke and then bring it back to Edmonton for my supplier here. Ooh. The last time I did the pickup, the normal guy sent someone else. The Coke was bad. I wound up getting shot in the shoulder when I refused the pickup. That's when I found out that some emergency veterinarians are also emergency people doctors. And uh, at the time, we said, baloney. 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 There's no way that in real life you find a vet and the vet stitches you up. Like you see in, I don't know, John Wick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But that was you? Yep. (laughs) I I guess, like... uh, Putting all the rest of that story aside, I've ne- I never knew that you got shot. I did. I honestly didn't think I knew a got shot guy. Did it hurt? Like, does it real? When you get shot, does it? Is it like, ooh? Okay, so so the guy had uh, a small caliber revolver. It was like a uh, like a short barrel twenty two, and he shot me from probably one hundred and fifty feet away. Actually, it hurt, um, but uh, it it wasn't like a crippling amount of pain or anything like that. It was just ow. I was I was walking while well, my my friend and I were walking away, and all of a sudden, you know, he started shooting at us, and uh, like he, he easily could have killed us, but he he hit me in the shoulder, and I was. 
to go back and deal with him. And fortunately for us, he was uh, just a weedy, scrawny little punk. And so we, one and a half of us, uh, got the gun away from him. And then we got out of there and had to find a payphone. Uh, so I called my buddy back here uh, and said, hey, uh, you know, stuff went crazy. And, and he's like, okay, stay there. Call me back in 10 minutes. And so I did. And he said, all right, you're going to go to this vet on this street here. He'll be there in half an hour. Uh, don't say anything to the police and don't go to a regular hospital. Wow, this is like something from a, a mob movie where you go see a veterinarian who extracts the bullet and stitches you up? Yeah, that part hurt a lot worse than actually getting shot. This whole story is just bonkers. It's not something that I would recommend. No, no, I'm sure it isn't. Hold on, let me write that down. Not. Don't get shot. Okay. And then thumbs down emoji. Frowny face. <laughs> Did you know that guy had been... And I, I don't want to say his name, but... No, I obviously... Uh, no. no. I guess that. I've never seen him with his shirt off either, so... God. <sighs> I'm sure I have no reason to doubt him, but I still don't buy it. Yeah. I still don't. I just, I just have a hard time believing that it's true that there are veterinarians out there who treat people who have... Injuries that they can't go to regular hospitals for. Are we naive, maybe? Maybe we are. Maybe I live in a bubblegum Barbie dream world. I think that maybe we do. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy. <laughs>